Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Wednesday, April 15th, Oof. which I remember because this is our month anniversary. Oh, no. Of locking oh, yeah. the hell down. Yeah, because Friday the 13th yep. plus two plus a month. Yeah. The, the math checks out. Carry the Y. Yeah, no, he's right. So this is bonkers. It's our fifth lockdown podcast but our fourth week because the first one happened pretty mm. soon after i don't even remember uh, no. it's honestly like every time i listen to them i always feel like we're gonna get sadder each week yeah. like <laughs> it's gonna be like we'll just be in tears by the end of it but like we've done pretty well keeping it light i think i like that everyone's followed our idea i'd like to take credit i'm sure that yes, you will anyway <laughs> colbert and the tonight show and jimmy kimmel all these people are doing these weirdo from home off their yeah. laptops shows now. John Oliver too. He's got a good one going. Yeah, they're all and I actually like I, I don't watch Fallon. Like I'm not the biggest Fallon fan. Like I don't not like him so much. I just sort of indifferent, you know. Right. But I, I happened to see a bit of a show last night. I think it, everything's a blur this week. But I saw a bit of a show last night and I was like, I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's it's shows, almost like being so different. It works better in a way. Yeah, and they're just funny in that I've been watching all of them. It's him at home with his two funny jerk kids <laughs> and they're just you know it's kids they don't care yeah. so he's trying to get them to participate and holding up cue cards or pushing buttons to make sound cues and stuff yeah and they don't care they're kids so they'll walk away halfway through or jump on his back or a dog will walk Man. through and it's just funny and jeez i forget if it was him or somebody joked about that the powers that be are probably looking at this and going oh our ratings are still good yeah and you're doing it from your house and we don't have to worry about paying anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and the Ed Sullivan Theater would work really well as a Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, people are going to look at this and be like, oh, we don't need to do shows anymore. Oh, yeah. It's it's super weird. I didn't get to, I only saw him doing his thing. It was Michael Shannon uh, was on. Okay, who yeah. It was great, actually. I was like, now that I know they're jerk kids, I mean, I, I, yeah. if there was a cat, like that would really push yeah. it over the edge. But that would be at my house, I guess. We're still integrating that new cat, so like Patrick oh, Stewart's yeah. doing well. I'm still, I'm a little annoyed because apparently those, he's not a feral cat, he's just super shy. And so apparently those cats, they gravitate to at least one person eventually. But it was my wife. I thought it was going to be me. Oh, no. And so she petted him and she's like, oh, I'm petting him. I'm pet oh, I'm rubbing his cheek. Oh, he's purring. And I'm in the other room just like not no. crying. I'm not crying. And I'm just, the annoying thing is like, he looks very, very similar to my cat who passed away, who I was very close with. And so I'm almost just like, what the hell, jerk cat? Like, you, you're picking her now? Like, what, what, I thought we had a thing going. You had to get in there first. So now she's the alpha. I know. I've been defeated. And plus, like, you know, I've been ill the last couple of days with non, non-virus non related concerns. Yeah. Stomach concerns. And so I've just been, you know, I, that would have been a nice pick-me-up, you know, to have this <laughs> no, cute your little cat. cat. betrayed you. And the worst part is, like, usually I scare him. So it's not even, we're not even close, like, literally. And, and so, like, anytime, uh, this morning I came in, and then they were, it was all fun. They're petting and having fun. And then I walk in, and he runs off terrified. And I was like, well, that's a great start. <laughs> I am loving life, so. Got to get a fourth cat. I know. That's the only thing. I was like, if we just keep getting more and more cats, then eventually that cat will, like, I don't know, be jealous or learn his lesson. I don't know. I don't know how these things Get, work. like, a dog or a lizard. Or... God. Or, like, like, a hamster or, like, a capybara. Oh, yeah. Byra. Capybara. <laughs> I can't even. I still can't do it. You know, it was bonkers. I was watching John Oliver, I think mm. maybe the most recent episode. Possibly. 
And on the, what do you call it, when like a newscaster just has like a picture over his shoulder, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. picture in picture, whatever it is, Yeah, he made a joke about a capybara, which yeah, is... Weird. And I would have watched that episode and been so out of it that it, I It was a notice. joke about photos, a photo being suspicious or a photo being funny, and the photo was a capybara with an orange on his head. <laughs> that is funny. But I've never seen a capybara referenced in any fake news show, and all of a sudden after us talking about it for three mm. weeks in a row... Oh, now taking credit again eh? yeah it's, it's another us. thing <laughs> we started the capybara yeah. revolution we got this and the capybara and probably other stuff we're not we're not sure about yeah but it's funny when people on social media a couple weeks ago were like are you still gonna do the podcast and it was so nice to have people want it yeah i find now despite these horrors in the world people are being nicer or going out of their way just to retweet or give a thumbs up on facebook or whatever mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff or say a nice thing and I think it's just because maybe people are at home with a few more moments on their hands yeah. and wanting to participate in niceties. Desperate for it, yeah. basically. And I've found funny things of just... Because I will just mute somebody right away if it's any kind of horrible nerd negativity. Like, not just... If you don't like a movie, that's fine. But most logical, sane people, if they don't like a movie, they go, I didn't like that, and move on with their lives. Yeah. But, you know, if something crosses my paths and it's some chauvinist person taking a shot at captain marvel or some racist person taking a shot at star wars of course i'm like and mute gone but i find now it's really funny is someone just posted a couple things along the lines of star wars is good and just saying nice things and someone posted four frames from each star wars film of things i like in star wars yeah so it's phantom menace but it's showing like the pod race or darth maul or whatever (laughs) and i think that's really funny now because Especially lists, like, you'll see these things, especially on Twitter or Reddit, which I never look at, of rank your favorite Star Wars films or rank your favorite Spider-Man films or rank your favorite filmmakers. And it just kind of leads to negativity most of the time. Oh, instantly, pretty much. Because if somebody says, my favorite Spider-Man film is this one. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2. (laughs) Clearly the greatest Spider-Man film is Amazing Spider-Man 2. It gets somebody on your back yelling at you while you're wrong. Yeah. I don't like those, but I do like this kind of trend that is out there now of just positivity. Mm-hmm. Just And that's always been there, that kind of, here's my cat. I try to, my sort of thing has always been like, if someone takes joy from something, then that's great. Even if yeah. I don't like it, like, it's like, okay, it's bringing positivity. But I still find it very hard now that there's the younger generation coming up who thinks the Star Wars prequels are like the best movies. Well, maybe not the best in the series, yeah. but like you know as good as the originals kind of thing i just have to keep reminding myself i'm like they're younger they grew up like like, there's nothing wrong with that like john stewart made a joke about that to george lucas's face george was on plugging red tails i believe Mm -hmm. john stewart and i forget the specificity of the film but he said something like i watched the star wars movies with my son and try to convince him that empire strikes back is the best star wars film yeah but he won't shut up about Revenge of the Sith, which is his favorite Star Wars film. And George Lucas just kind of laughed. And, you know, the poor guy, I mean, the poor billionaire, but (laughs) it's just, this is nothing new. Because you go back, people forget this, but you go back, you look at reviews for all the movies that we consider classics now, and they're not good. People tore them apart just like anything else. Yeah. But he said that this interview came out around the time of Clone Wars starting up. And he said... People forget that if they watch a movie, and I'm paraphrasing, but you watch a movie when you're five or six, you love that movie. It's just, it's your first time witnessing special effects and the the giant score, and and you have an association with it. I went with my dad or my grandpa Mm -hmm. or whatever. I went with my friends. I had the action figures. So 
there's now grown-ups, people who are 25, 30 years old, who have an affection for Phantom Menace that a 20, 30-year-old does not. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm the right age that I unironically love the Ewoks Mm -hmm. because I was seven years old when my mom brought me to the Somerset Theater to watch Return of the Jedi. And I forget the dates, but then soon after, there was those Ewok TV films and the animated series. I loved all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember those Ewok TV movies. We didn't have cable. We had like, and this makes me sound 90 years old, but we had you know, Ottawa listeners or for anybody can identify with, we had the local channel. So here I had TV Ontario, CBC, CTV, maybe mm-hmm. a couple others, but we only had like five or six, 10 channels maybe. Yeah, yeah. And a couple were French, you know, yes. that barely counts for someone who doesn't counts. speak French. So I remember we went to a friend of my mom's house to watch that first Ewoks TV film. And it was a big thing. Cause yeah. I remember going and we got pizza and we're sitting you know, at my mom's friend's house. So it's, when you're a kid, you're, oh, we're, we're doing stuff with the grown-ups. We're at someone else's house. <laughs> yeah, and I was a kid enough still that I wasn't like a, you know, 15-year-old. I was a kid, so I was like, cool, I'm doing grown-up things with my mom. I'm eating pizza. I'm eating pizza. But I'm sure if you watch that without any association, yeah, the Ewok TV films are probably not masterpieces. They're probably fairly bad. I think if you watch them even now, like you, I don't know. Well, oh, maybe yeah. it's hard to say. Nostalgia is a heavy thing. Though. Yeah. So it's, it's like that where... Now, I don't have the association with the Harry Potter films, which I don't think are bad, but mm-hmm. I just don't. I've seen them and I went, those are movies. Yeah. But if you saw those movies when you were five or six or seven, and that's never going to change where we screened one of the, the Minions movies or Despicable <laughs> Me. And because I just watch everything that we get, I watched it. And I was like, oh, that had some good voice actors in it. I think Sandra Bullock and John Hamm were in it. The animation was was all colorful and pretty. And, and it was just... For me, as a grown-up watching it, I went, eh. But if you were a five-year-old, you got the lunchbox and the t-shirt and the action figure. And there's nothing wrong with that. My biggest thing is when you see a grown-up telling a kid they're wrong. Don't do that. Nah. (laughs) Because you you also don't know. Like, it's, it's like, how can you like what you're getting out of it is completely different thing. So it's like that kid doesn't even care what the plot is. You know, like, is there a plot even? I don't know. You know? So yeah, I I hate stuff like that when it's a, you hit a certain threshold and you're like, okay, I have no business commenting on this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. It's like music. It's like books. It's like, it's like food. I always think like, imagine if you went up to somebody who they didn't like fill in the blank. Yeah something something mainstream like pineapple pizza is that yeah yeah i don't know because I, <laughs> I i've loved pizza more than anything and like i i don't know i'm not super passionate about the anti-pineapple thing but i it's not for me i'll just say or that there's like one of my bestest friends who i love dearly loves radiohead okay that's not i thought you say like anchovies loves anchovies like, yeah. okay. loves radiohead I do not like radiohead <laughs> i don't bear them ill will yeah i'm not gonna be picketing their concert I just don't like them. Yeah. But we can still have a friendship around that. Not only that, we make jokes every once in a while because a while back, Weezer did a Radiohead cover song. Mm. And we were like, look, it's we're, our two favorite things have merged. We can Man. finally be friends. I used to be a huge Radiohead fan. And then I, geez, it's probably been about a decade. Like, I cannot listen to them anymore. Like, yeah. I just, I have nothing against them. But although that said, I thought Tom York did a great Suspiria score. Like, I thought that fit oh, yeah, the, yeah. the remake really well. So, like, it can work. And I, I know they're good. Like, I know they're talented and people love them. And what they're making is technically good. There's just, I don't know, something changed in me where I was just like, I, I don't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Or even work in Blues Fest a few times or years ago, 
God, this might have been about 10 years ago. There was this giant country music festival in Ottawa. Yeah. And it was enormous. And so I was up on top of a lift doing follow spot for a show. With the hoedown or something, I think. Yeah. And I had no association with any of these people. (laughs) But below me was 30,000 people all in t-shirts and all in jeans and boots and hats and the whole bit. They were singing along to every song. Yeah. I not only was not familiar, had never heard of this person. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. They're having a good time. They're watching their country music. They're but I'm sure vice versa, maybe if, say, that exact same crowd, yeah. and maybe that crowd has very musically diverse tastes and knows everything, but say if that exact same crowd, if the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs walked out, yeah, I would be like, yay, yeah. and they yeah, would yeah. be like, who are these three weirdos? They're like, <laughs> put, put Harris Fuddrucker back on. <laughs> yeah. We love him. There was one truck for a young lady. These big 18-wheel trucks come in filled with backdrops and instruments and and equipment and everything explosions explosions (laughs) this was four trucks for this young woman playing guitar but the side of the truck was a logo that was what was it it was so something in the middle but then it was two guns Hmm. in the backdrop that might have been usually like angel wings or whatever yeah so on her truck was super right wing wow you know american nra kind of thing that's probably one of the most popular people in modern music right now and i suspect a lot of that is played up as well like it's like there is an element of it but it's also like the fan base you know so it's like they're just like catering to it to an almost jokey degree i think well and there's already people i always laugh when people of a certain age whine about young people not knowing anything Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah but if you were a kid and loved frank sinatra or elvis or the beatles you know 50s 60s 70s whatever i bet you there was parents saying Oh, this sounds like garbage. Yeah. And so anytime nowadays when somebody says something sounds like garbage, I'm like, yeah, but remember when your parents didn't like your music? You're doing that now. Yeah. So don't do that. That's not cool. It's weird. And then you eventually lapse into liking your parents' music, and that's when you're lost. Yeah. I'll never forget that. But I mean, I guess it depends, too, when you're... It's so situational, like, because my, my parents had records growing up, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And so we had, like, the Beatles and whatever. So we were lucky enough to be able to get into that. And, and it's, it's funny, like, because you almost are ostracized for appreciating stuff from the past as well. Like, cause it's, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a catch-22, because if you don't listen to what your friends are listening to when you're a kid then you're weird but you're actually listening to good stuff but your friends don't know yet it's this weird or like, people will get mad and be like ah kids today they don't know buster keaton or marilyn monroe <laughs> and i'm like yeah but go back a few decades and you'd be like you don't know that vaudeville star yeah yeah it, it's the same thing no appreciation for fatty arbuckle these days <laughs> or like nowadays people are i'm trying to think of like you know so so much tv was lovable garbage in the 70s and 80s but yeah if, if somebody today was like oh kids today don't know the a-team or gilligan's island it'd be like well yeah and when i was a kid i didn't watch i love lucy or the honeymooners it's oh, yeah. the same thing kids don't watch forever nights these days <laughs> yeah. like what no appreciation for baywatch yeah there's there's somebody like hitchhiker the tv show like we don't we don't talk about these things anymore for a reason probably and the thing to do is is you can't i and i'm always so happy that i'm in a relationship and for many years i've had friends the same where we all have different tastes but that cliche of a husband or wife forcing their loved one to watch something they don't want to watch yeah i remember being a kid and not being able to wrap my mind around that because i was always just like just watch something else yeah like i'm not gonna force gwen to watch 
Beavis and Butthead if she doesn't like Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. and she's not going to force me to watch some TV show that she watches. <laughs> I was going to say Supernatural. Th- I, yeah, <laughs> she loves that show. Yeah. I was really trying to think of something there. I was like, man, he's about to dig himself into this. I was ditch. trying to think. I, we are lucky that we like most things alike. Yeah. But every once in a while, there's just like, there's times where I'm coming to watch a real horror film. Yeah, yeah. That she has seen the trailers for. <laughs> and she'll be like, nope. Yeah. What was the one with the, the one we just had about the family who goes to the cottage during a snowstorm? Oh, uh, The Lodge? The Lodge. Yeah. So she saw the trailer for that and was like, no. Yeah. And I, I will joke and be like, no, no, it's a nice romantic drama about a family <laughs> or a mom and dad going yeah. to a cottage. And she just doesn't like to be terrified like that. Yeah. You know? And I'm a bad example because I will watch anything. I will watch romantic comedies or documentaries or whatever. Sure. So I'm a bad example in that sense. But I'm just like, A, don't force friends or loved ones to watch something. Yeah. Just find something else. And B, don't be that jerk who's, you know, someone will say like, oh, I've never seen Jaws. The reaction is not, you've never seen Jaws? Yeah. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> Go, oh, you should watch it sometime. Yeah, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, because those are also the people who are going to watch and be like, it was fine. And then you're going to yeah. be like, what are you, you're an idiot? Like, yeah. it's, it comes back to the whole, uh, Empire Strikes Back is the best one. If you're, you're wrong if you don't think that. I don't know. It's very hard. I've gotten a lot better. I'm on Twitter, so as many of us are, and, and I've gotten way better in the last couple of years at just shutting up. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so many times I see stuff where I'm just like, oh, well, this guy's wrong. And I'm like, who cares, Eric? Who, who cares? Really, what what are you gaining from this? Yeah, and I caught myself, this was back in the, uh, in the good old days, and it kind of came out of left field, but somebody, and it's always the weird thing, and I hear comedians talk about this all the time, of why are you tagging us mm-hmm. when you insult us? <laughs> if you go on and say, you know, a, a, who's a comedian I really love, like Paul F. Tompkins or Scott Ackerman, somebody from Comedy Bang Bang, and you say something negative about them, if you don't tag them, they're not going to see it. Yeah. If you tag them and you hashtag their podcast and then you play dumb as to why they're mad at you. like yeah. So a while back, somebody went on and I forget what the initial anger was. They didn't like the clock. They were mad about our programming, something. And I replied, I thought kind of jovially, oh, well, the clock's been there longer than you've been here. So something, something. and it just snowballed yeah. and I just got out. I was like, and after like three or four replies, and then the go-to thing that people do is in an argument, they retweet it and go, look at this person. Yeah, like, they, quote, they quote tweet it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I didn't say something like, women shouldn't vote. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or you're not welcome in our theater anymore. Yeah. I didn't say anything like that. But I just realized this was this was somebody at home who was just going to argue. Yeah. And I just, I just walked away. So that happened again recently where somebody just, and I didn't even know where the argument came from, but they were just, they were like, Mayfair programming, always showing bad movies. Why don't they show good movies? <laughs> and I could have gone on and said, oh, you mean oh, like Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Little Women and Parasite? Oh, yeah. yeah, all those culty bad movies we always show. But I just knew if I did that, they were going to say, oh, Neil Breen, The Room, whatever. And I was just like, eh, walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. It's- yeah, because, I mean, you just have to look at the schedule to know that they're wrong. So. And you look, you look at their thing. Because, you know, if it was CBC News saying that or (laughs) Empire Magazine, you'd be like, wow, weird. But you look and they have eight followers and the thread dies because nobody else comments on it. And you're like, yeah, it's better to just walk away. Yeah, it's uh, it's stuff that where someone will be like, oh, I prefer the at Bytown or or, or something like that. Or or I'm more of a Bytown person. I I don't like the at Mayfair or whatever. You're just like oh cool thanks for getting us (laughs) in there so we now see that we don't like us as much like it's so weird i've never understood that and like yeah and it's so funny with well it's it's not at all funny but like with uh directors or writers like that because it happens all the time where someone just tags them 
Another thing, which is like similar, but not quite, is uh, there'll be certain things like I, I saw someone, I think it might have been on, uh, on, on Facebook, actually, but it was someone trying to raise money to go to school, basically. Right. And so she was knitting like Baby Yodas. And it was like, they weren't called Baby Yodas. And this was before, this was like just as Mandalorian came out. So there wasn't product like Disney deliberately kind of did it that way. And so she was pretty much just like, oh, you know, like if you if you donate, you know, to my college thing or whatever, you know, I'll send you a free thing. Like it was like, it's technically not legal but it's yeah. skirting it she's not like this is twenty dollars for this product kind yeah. of thing it's it's a tiny green alien yeah. toy it's just you know maybe you make 500 bucks maybe you don't you know it is what it is and so i just saw that and i was like oh that's you know that's neat whatever like i'm not buying that but that's good you're entrepreneurial you know and then someone straight up tagged disney and you're like <laughs> yeah really <laughs> really like if it gets big enough they'll see it anyway but it's like you really you, you know, if it was just some guy in the basement, like whatever, but it's like, it's a college student who can't afford school and is trying to finish yeah. their degree. And you're like, and I'm pretty Disney. sure despite being a giant, evil, faceless corporation, if you're doing that kind of stuff, if you're making uh COVID safety masks out of Star Wars material, hmm, good or idea. if you're doing little th- crafty things like that, making, making little doggy toys or making little, mm-hmm. you know, finger puppets, you kind of get away with it. I, I don't think they're going after those people. If yeah. you're doing that, and then selling them in Walmarts. Yeah, yeah. Or but, calling them Yoda. Like, I yeah. mean, you can't call it. You can be like Green Alien Man. And I think that's where it really falls is that you can just say like, oh, no, this is just a random green elf toy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see Baby Yoda. I see <laughs> Green Alien Man. You just played, I've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you call Those are your words, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. People well, you are, see all these t-shirt companies, and I think it's the, and this is a uneducated guess, but I think it's the... <laughs> parody rules and that they're small enough not to be bothered with it's fair fair use uh, i think is what yeah it's kind of like if a chain daycare center changed their name to the baby yodas (laughs) then someone has to step in and be like look just we're not going to sue you but change your name yeah cease and desist cease and desist because but anything else is just... It's really funny when you see... like I've seen a few like chip trucks that have like straight up Superman or yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your, And you're like... I mean, it's not done very well, but it's clearly who it is. And you're like... Gee, I just picture... You know, jokingly picture taking a photo of that and sending it to Disney. And you're like, oh, we're going to stop this chip yeah. truck <laughs> yeah. making money off Superman or whatever. Yeah, it's weird stuff like that. You see bands... I don't know what... They, like cover songs. Like... Yeah. If you're a band playing at House of Targ or, you know, play a college band, do you have to, if you're something specific, if you're a Weezer cover band or a Blondie cover band, do you have to pay them or is it just kind of like... Because I know it's if you play live versus if you upload something for sale kind of thing is obviously different. And so like, it's a weird gray area. Maybe they can't sell albums without... Like, if they sold an album and said, like, we're a Rolling Stones cover band, yeah. then you got to pay? I think that's what it might be. Because, like, yeah, like, it obviously costs way more to license the actual song than to do a cover of the song. But yeah. it's also, like, if you're playing a one-time gig and it's over, you know, versus if you're actually trying to sell the songs. Like, I think that's where you get into some weirdness. I've noticed that a couple times we're plowing through this sitcom, The Goldbergs, which I really oh, like. Right. Which and has no ending to the season. <laughs> we're going to run out, yeah. There'll be, like, an Elton John song. And it's a cover song. For sure. And I noticed that where it's like, oh, so that means it costs, I'm just making up a number, but it costs $1,000 to do the cover song and $50,000 to play the real song. Yeah. And they went, well, just play the cover song. And it's percentage as well, because you pay more for more than, I think, 30 seconds. So right. That's the thing. Like, because if you pay for the whole song, that might be like a million. 
But if yeah. you pay for 10, 20 seconds, that might be 20,000. I don't know, you know. Like, And I know that's with podcasts as well. We get away with it because we're a movie-related podcast. Mm-hmm. So when we slap a trailer on the end, it just kind of counts as documentary rules, like yeah. advertising rules. <laughs> you know, we're not making any money yeah, off we'll this. We'll bury them in paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, there's lots of reasons we can do this. Especially because there's a zillion podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like fair use rules. Like, I think so. If you're doing a podcast about music and you play clips from songs and then talk about it, that's yeah. what you do. If you take those songs, put them onto a burner disc, yeah. and then go outside and sell that at yeah. yard sales, then you get in trouble. Yeah, that's and, and that's why it's so funny with stuff like uh, like Mystery Science Theater and all that. Like, it's yeah. so it kind of sucks when if it's not public domain, just how many hoops they must have to go through to monetize any of that. You know, I know they said that was a big problem. Eventually, is they kind of they got too popular, mm-hmm. and then the powers that be were like, "Oh, we're going to charge you more for licensing fees." Yeah, so they really had to find public domain stuff and TV film stuff that was cheaper, and it just got harder for them before their big comeback yeah because people got greedy and we're like you're uh, getting more popular now uh, which you know it does make sense you know i get the perspective but yeah. still it's greasy it feels a little greasy and even them like, if you watch mr science theater which gwen and i've been watching a bunch of we're not even being lazy like our days are productive she's working from home and but it's just all those bits of time eaten up by going out to dinner with your friends or going to the Mayfair or going to a show or if you're a sports fan, going to a hockey game or going to your mom's house for dinner. All these things are gone. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, well, that's an extra four or five hours a day. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, and I, I do my, uh, my bad movie nights on uh, Mondays. Right. And uh, we've had to do like Zoom movie oh, nights yeah. now, which is like fine. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, you got to do what you got to do based on circumstances, but it's just so weird. Like you're just sitting, you're alone. Like you're straight up alone on your couch watching stuff and chatting, but your friends are there, but they're not really. And it's no. Like, it's well, that's weird. I didn't realize Targ was doing this because they had been jokingly publishing free play stay at home yeah. posters the last few weeks. And I thought it was just kind of a funny thing. Like, okay, stay at home, free video games. There you go. <laughs> They actually, at least the last couple of weeks and this previous Sunday, they have their house DJ at his house with the magic of Instagram and you can tune in mm. and hear him DJ. Yeah, yeah. Instagram live, I guess. So Gwen and I did that and we, we went full super fan. And so we're both in our Targ shirts and we're playing Mario Galaxy, which I just picked up recently from a flea market before the end times. I got this realization, even though... Being a hockey fan when I was a kid or having friends like yourself who are current sports fans. Mm. Oh, that's what sports fans like, is that we were nerds sitting at home in our Targ shirts, watching something put on by Targ, and we were all doing something at the same time. Yeah. So we weren't at Targ. We weren't at the arcade machines. We weren't at the pinball machines, but we were still being targ yeah you were you were playing video games too i hope yes we were playing that's a requirement i think yes we played sonic mario olympics and then we played mario galaxy for a while but you're like oh that's what sports fans like so when a sports fans at home in a jersey yeah by themselves or with one friend they're not at the stadium they're not it was like oh okay i get it (laughs) It it's like it's fun yeah. In its way. You know, and then and plus, like, uh, I have a sweet uh, service for, well, when sports exist anyway. And I watch their apps. Like, they don't show the commercials. They show the in-arena stuff. Oh, yeah, Which is yeah, kind of yeah. cool because then it's even better. It's like, I don't have to go to the arena, walk all around, sit there. It's loud and everything. I can yeah. just see all this weird crap that they throw in in the middle. And, like, the Targ thing was fun because at one point, Gwen said, oh, it's just us and Targ people on here because you can see who's on there. And there was, like, you know, 10 people, 12 people. Man. And then more people started showing up. 
Yeah, it's these weird little things that, or, and you're you're watching movies with Turbo Kid director, right? Yeah, he's been. Uh, it's it's pretty much every night, like around ten. And every put night, up, holy cow! Pretty much, like certain nights they'll go off, but it's like everything's a fever dream as it is. So I'm yeah. like, how many days has it been? What time is what? You know? Yeah, I think it, almost every night they've been doing it, and they'll play a couple trailers ahead of time and stuff like that, and and there's a chat and such, and it's pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, there's been a lot of big guys too like i think james gunn did one where it was just like a oh yeah uh, a watch what do you call it watch along like he, he yeah. was he was live tweeting so yeah and they're doing a, they're doing one on uh friday for jeez uh, is it wednesday today i don't even remember now yeah it's wednesday. Um, yeah it's on friday they're, they're doing one for that thing you do oh i heard about that yeah, yeah and like the, the whole cast and Liv tyler I'm, I'm i would assume tom hanks would make oh an he'll appearance. totally make an appearance like yeah. i don't know how you wouldn't but it was ironic because i had actually never seen that until two days ago that's uh, a good movie was, it was amazing and good i saw movie. the director's cut which was two and a half hours i don't know if i've seen the director's cut it was let me tell you this they added 41 minutes i don't know how the hell they pulled 41 minutes Man. out of there because yeah. i've never seen the theatrical and so like having seen that it was just i'm looking after the fact and it's like oh this was added this was and i'm like how would you take that scene out like there was just so many important i'm not trying to make you feel bad what do you like because i have i saw it in the theater in the 90s and then i think i have it on dvd but i don't think i've ever seen the crazy director's cut yeah because it's on the dvd but it might be like a two disc maybe yeah i'm not sure 2007 i think is when the dvd came out with this on it so anyways i'll hook you up if it's like the 10th anniversary i guess yeah, must because yeah, because in '96, I think, Man. pretty sure, which no, is that's... also weird to think about, but yeah, Tom Hanks is a good filmmaker, and you know what's funny is like that movie is so Tom Hanks. They do not reference drugs at all in a yeah. two and a half hour 1964 set movie <laughs> yeah. in the world of jazz. For a lot of it, yeah, no one smokes weed. There's no drugs mentioned. There's no there's underage drinking once. And then that's not that I'm saying you need these things, but it's just sort of, I find it funny when you see the average movie about the sixties music scene, it's just like, it's going to be mentioned, but then you got Tom Hanks who is just, everyone loves Tom Hanks. And he's just, that movie is so him, you know, it's like nostalgic and it's like just fun. One of the many, many examples of a flop movie that found an audience and two decades Man. later is considered kind of a modern classic. Yeah, because it was pretty decently reviewed, wasn't it, at the time? I think so. But if I remember correctly, I mean, it wasn't, it was a very low budget film. So no, yeah. nobody went to director jail over it or anything. <laughs> but I just remember that it did not make money. Like, it, it was not the number one hit of the week when it came out. Yeah. And it just nobody went. And it was right in that era when. Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks. Like, well, he like, wrote it during the Forrest Gump interviews while he was doing the all the press for it. He was so bored for Forrest Gump that he wrote that thing you do. I'm like, what? Yeah. How great a story is that? So that was the thing of like Apollo 13 and Forrest Gump. And mm-hmm. then that came out and then he went back to being an actor for a while. But yeah, it's just, it's perplexing because like it was such a fun movie and like it, it just really, you really like feel what the kids are feeling. It's the, the kids, yeah. God, I sound old as hell. Now, yeah. but, but like, you know, when they hear their song the first time and like when they go to the audi- the big auditorium for the first time and all this yeah. stuff, you're just like, you feel that sort of kinetic energy. Oh yeah. And it's weird to, I'm just like, it was so fun. It's another one on this list where I'm like, why isn't everyone talking about this yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, I might actually watch that watch along on Friday now that I've actually yeah. seen the movie. So yeah, they did a great job, and that's uh, the main guy, like the drummer guy. That was his first movie role, and yeah, and then and then Emily was like, oh, was he in other stuff after that? And I checked, he's been in 84 things, yeah. and I'm reading it off, <laughs> and it's that thing where you like, are these real TV shows? <laughs> I'm like, he was in six episodes of Adventure, and like he was in 10 things of. 
the gate or something like it's just like it's all these weird shows where i'm like i guess this is popular like i've never heard of these things that's when you realize that oh most actors aren't famous and can still have a good career just working it's it's incredible like god i I mean i think it's like the theme of every podcast but just the amount of content that you'll never hear about (laughs) never gonna run out and then he was on like three episodes of sons of anarchy and i was like oh i heard that one i heard that one one. (laughs) we got that one going okay let's wrap this up for this week well you can mention your things that you watched your recommendations of the week. Did you watch anything? I guess mine I was that week? thing you do. A movie I saw this week, speaking of movies that kind of come out and nothing happens with, is a horror film called Slaughterhouse Rules. Oh, yeah. Which is the first from the production company from Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. And it was really good. And I won't say anything about it because I didn't know anything about it. I knew it was a horror film, but I didn't know what specifics. And I know there's like a bit of comedy, I guess. Yeah, comedic Because I saw the trailer. Very, very Shaun of the Dead-y, for sure. So yeah, that's my recommendation. We rewatched randomly, uh, it was on TV even, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I forgot how good that was, like the Wes Anderson one. Oh man, that was that was so good. So apparently, like yeah, this this week I watched like real movies instead of like just the junk. I also watched the junk that I normally watch, but that thing you do. And uh, finally, I rewatched Fury Road, and it's just as great as you remember. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was ill for a couple of days, but I saw some good movies. So you know, it worked out. You're quarantined and ill, so you had an was, extra excuse yeah, to not do anything. Double quarantine. I had to push off bad movie night and podcast by a day for yeah. both. I was just oh. like. I was a mess. It was terrible. I, I was just drinking like meal replacement stuff. And one of them, no offense to you, but one of them was a plant-based one. And I was like, right. oh, that could be good. It was, <laughs> it was horrific. <laughs> I was like, it tastes like plants. Like that part's true. But yeah. so we just ended up putting it in a smoothie and like throwing in other delicious stuff. And, yeah. and then it was great. So and it, I guess it cured me. So Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned to all of our social media stuff. There's always stuff going on there. We're trying to keep news and updates we don't have any updates no one has updates where we sold off all the seats and so now we got a couple plaques we're going to put up so you can find information on that if you're interested in throwing some donation money our way Mm -hmm. our friends at house of targ did another round of pierogies but sold out of them already so stay tuned to them i missed this round so but we still have some in the freezer and they got shirts too apparently they got some shirts coming out too yeah fancy shirts stay tuned stay safe and we cannot wait to be back open to be showing movies oh it'll be so nice it's it's too much okay bye everybody see you soon i was really upset that that guy from that thing you do didn't do the voice of a capybara but he did voice (laughs) Airbud. what (laughs) yeah in one of the knockoff dtv ones you gotta watch that one oh man got better as it went along I don't think that's true. On a far distant world of enchanting beauty, a family of lost travelers find shelter and friendship among the Ewoks, peaceful guardians of the forest. But the peace is shattered. An evil storm sweeps the planet Endor, threatening the Ewoks' very existence. Run fast, run! And a courageous Earth child is left orphaned. Hunted by the cruel armies of an insatiable warlord. All I want is the power. Don't be foolish. Do what he says. It's a breathtaking adventure that soars to extremes of heroism and treachery. There's no escape for you, my little one. But there is hope. A shipwrecked adventurer and his speedy sidekick join forces with the Ewoks. Their mission? Penetrate a fortress of death and rescue their friend. 
It's a desperate scheme that unleashes the rage of a demented tyrant. From the creator of Star Wars comes a dazzling adventure, a timeless fable of courage and conflict, of bravery, innocence, and unspeakable evil, featuring Wilfred Brimley and the visual mastery of George Lucas. Take a journey to the far reaches of your imagination. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Coming to your family from MGM UA Home Video.